What's happening between Gaza and Israel right now is emotionally devastating to a lot of Michiganders. It's also causing rifts among members of the Michigan congressional delegation, possibly changing the climate of next year's congressional elections. Take Michigan's District 13. This is an area that stretches from Romulus through downtown Detroit all the way east to the points. Shri Tanadar has been the congressman in the 13th since last year, when he won a very competitive primary. Earlier this month, Tanadar resigned his membership in the Democratic Socialists of America. At the time, he said this was about the DSA's stance on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Since then, he's faced an outpouring of social media response and gained a formidable opponent, Adam Ollier a former state senator who says he's going to challenge Tanadar in next year's Democratic primary. Today, we hear from both Sri Tanadar and Adam Ollier about the recent international violence and the 2024 elections. This is Stateside. I'm April Baer. Representative Tanadar joins us now. Sri Tanadar, welcome to Stateside. Thank you for having me. This month, you decided to drop out of the Democratic Socialists of America. Can you tell us more about what moved you to make that decision? Look, uh, this has been a horrific attack on the people of Israel. And the New York rally in Times Square that uh, DSA organized, uh, there were, you know, ridiculing, uh, there was uh, cheering of the death in Israel uh, there was glorification of uh, Hamas, which is a clearly a terrorist organization. You know, uh, that uh, that uh, support for Hamas and cheering of Hamas did not go well with me at a time when uh, we had one of the, uh, you know, mur- biggest murdering of uh, Jewish uh, Americans or Jewish citizens, uh, rather, uh, in the history since Holocaust. And uh, this was a horrific event, a horrific uh, situation, uh, killing of uh, rape and, uh, you know, holding hostages, killing babies. Uh, these are not the people. These, these Hamas terrorists should not be cheered on and glorified. And when DSA organized this rally, and this is what was going on in Times Square, I said, I'm not going to be part of this organization, and I had to get out. And that's why I renounced uh, my membership in uh, the Democratic Socialist of America. We heard from Adam Holyate, who was your one of your opponents in the primary in your initial election, that he does intend to make another run to represent the 13th district. I just wanted to ask, are you planning to run for re-election? Oh, absolutely. Yes. You know, I want to continue my work. I've done a lot of good work bringing billions of dollars uh, to my district, you know, uh, several billion dollars uh, uh, for infrastructure improvement, uh, roads, bridges, uh, water infrastructure improvement. And, uh, you know, I've introduced uh, uh, lots of good bills, sponsored, co-sponsored good bills. So I want to continue this work and continue to serve the people of the 13th uh, Congressional District. As the as the discussion of your comments to Jewish Insider continued online, your former DC comms director Adam Abusala tweeted a pretty long thread that said a lot of things about his experience working for your office. Uh, among them was a quote that indicated in his first meeting with you, 
you told him that you didn't care about policies or legislation, that you wanted him to focus on re-election. And he added that you asked him to email his campaign list from the D.C. office. He said he tried to remind you that congressional work and campaign work needed to be separate. But he said you didn't care. Were you aware that your D.C. office staff was not in a position legally to be able to do work for your campaign for re-election? Absolutely. I know what the ethics laws are, and we follow them to the T. Uh, look, uh, you know, I uh, um, I always uh, focused on constituent work. Uh, look, I have uh, co-sponsored 110 bills. I'm very involved with policy. I'm very involved with legislation. Uh, you know, I have introduced about six different uh, bills in uh, Congress uh, just in last nine months. Uh, I am, am extremely productive and I'm working hard on policy and legislation. And that's my job. Uh, and you know what? I have not missed. Uh, I, my legislative record is 100 percent, nearly 100 uh, percent time I have shown up in the in the House. Uh, I have not uh, my record for voting in the House, voting in the committees, attendance in the committees is nearly 100 percent. And I was that way in the state house as well. So I take my job seriously and I understand my I'm a lawmaker and my job is to introduce bills that will uh, improve the lives of my constituents. Of the bills on which you were the primary sponsor, can you tell us about the ones that have passed? Well, it's nine months and we are in a minority, but one of my amendments uh, did pass, but I have introduced uh, several uh, bipartisan bills uh, that uh, are likely to pass, but it normally takes uh, some time, uh, especially if uh, when we are in the minority. But I've introduced bills that will uh, Im- bring entrepreneurship uh, to Detroit. I have introduced bills that will, uh, you know, uh, bring uh, apprenticeship and skills training and workforce development. Uh, I have brought money uh, to the district for workforce development. Uh, There is just a ton of work. We're very, very proud of uh, uh, our work. Uh, My staff in uh, Detroit and my staff in DC works very hard. And you know, I will not tolerate anybody knocking my hardworking uh, staff, my hardworking uh, interns and fellows in my D.C. office and my district office. You mentioned that your staff is active on constituent services. Can you tell us about some claims that they've resolved? Oh, a lot, hundreds of claims. Uh, uh, the last count that I had, we, we have completed about uh 800 different claims. Normally, uh, look, my Detroit office is right in the middle of downtown, and uh, we are open uh, Monday to Friday. Uh, We have case workers there present. People can walk in. Some people walk in, and we entertain them. Uh, People come to us with my website, tanadar.house.gov. People call us. Uh, We get referrals from others. So we have uh, solved hundreds of cases. You know, a family comes in, they say they need a passport because there is an emergency and they need to travel and their child doesn't have a passport. And my staff works hard, gets them a passport within two days. Uh, People come to us and they say they are struggling with getting uh, IRS tax refunds. My staff has collected and, uh, uh, you know, help uh, uh, get 
IRS refunds to the tune of $600,000 just in last nine months. Social security, people come to us, their social security checks or issues with social security administration, Medicare, uh, Medicaid, we focus on, uh, you know, constituent services, casework. Uh, my staff and I go to block club meetings, talk about constituent services. We are everywhere. I go to community events. Uh, I meet with, you know, just the other day, I was uh, walking in the street of Detroit uh, uh, with uh, Focus Hope and uh, uh, talking about uh, workforce development, talking about feeding the hungry talking about uh, 41,000 meals for seniors. I am constantly in the district. I'm constantly meeting with people. You know, I take my job seriously. You know, I didn't need it to do this. I was, uh, I gave up my business uh, so that I can give back to my community, give back to the people. And I decided to enter public service. I decided to uh, stay in public service rest of my life because I want to give back. You know, I have been fortunate. I have achieved my American dream. I want to help others achieve their American dreams. And that's what motivates me every day to go to work, work for the people. We have heard also from Rashida Tlaib and from State Senator Darren Camilleri that they do find constituents coming to them for help because they have found your office in Detroit less than responsive. What response do you have to that? Well, not true. Not at all true. Look, we have recently had redistricting. So my district, current district, was previously served by Rashida. 34% of those residents were served by uh, Rashida Tlaib. 24% of them were served by Debbie Dingle. 40% were served by uh, Congresswoman Brenda Lawrence. Now, what happens is some people still don't know the redistricting and exactly where they belong. And they're used to calling their old congressperson. And that's what happens. Look, we get many calls from uh, residents, uh, constituents of the other districts, and we talk to them, we refer them back to the, their congressperson, and that happens all the time. So, But we are here to solve the problems. We normally uh, receive, uh, once we receive a case, we deal with it within 24 to 48 hours, and uh, we have solved 93% of the cases that have come to us. So we take casework, uh, helping constituents very seriously, and we look at that as number one job. Congressman Sri Tanadar, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. We need to break for just a moment. After that, we'll hear from Adam Ollier, who wants to unseat Sri Tanadar next year. We turn now to the first announced candidate challenging Congressman Tanadar in the Democratic primary. Adam Ollier is a former state lawmaker from Detroit and current head of the Michigan Department of Veterans Affairs. Adam Ollier, welcome back to Stateside. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. You've hinted before that you'd be interested in trying again to run for the 13th District. Why did you decide to announce now, more than a year away from election time? Well, what we saw last time was too many folks in this race. And I think it's important to get out early so that people have a real opportunity to compare my record to Congressman Tanadar's. And I think if you look back at the nine months I've spent post 
you know, my time in the legislature, I've been getting things done for Michiganders all across the state to deal with veteran suicide, to help address our endemic problem with homelessness with our veterans, and working on so many other issues that impact the families of veterans around employment and job creation. And Congressman Tanadar has been too busy with memes and social media to do the work of taking care of his constituents. And I see that time and time again when I'm out working with these folks on issues. Our legislature, our congressional delegation, and the people of this district deserve to have a teammate and a member who is going to support them in their issues. And they don't have that today. We know, as we've just heard, that the relationship between Congressman Tanadar and Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib is fraught. Can you tell us, what's your relationship like with Rashida Tlaib? I've known the Congresswoman for a long time. I was a staffer when she was in the state house. And when she first got elected, to uh, Congress, I was her state senator, right? We worked on a lot of issues together because that's what you do when you represent people. It is not about what your personal relationship is. It's about how do you deliver for people in the district. And that's something that I have a track record of doing. And when I was in the legislature, I was able to work with the Congresswoman on a variety of things from, you know, economic development tools to even, you know, environmental justice stuff where we had an issue with a street collapse in the community and some hiring things like we worked on a variety of issues because it is all about finding common ground. We worked on licensure things. And even in this new role, we've worked on some veteran stuff because of all the work she did at the Detroit Veterans Home. It is important and incumbent to be able to make relationships and work with your colleagues because you're a team and you represent Michigan. The last time you ran for this seat, you were not successful. How do you see this run being different for you? One of the big differences, I have enough time to get out early, right, and to talk to folks. And we've seen a big change amongst folks who supported other people. So the biggest difference is Congresswoman Lawrence supported a different candidate last time. She was the first person in this time. And I'll still have folks like Warren Evans and adding people like Alicia Bell, the chair of the county commission. Folks all year have been saying, oh, this is not what I want. I would like to have a member of Congress. And they don't have one. And they know that that's who I am. And that's what I've been able to do. And that's why we're doing it right now, because I believe that we can do the work necessary to allow people the opportunity to choose between Sri Tanadar and myself. And I think people are going to choose me. Last time around, the primary field was extremely crowded. <laughs> you, Sri Tanadar, and a whole bunch of other candidates, some of whom were serious contenders. Have you talked with folks at the state party or with other candidates who were also in the race last election about the possibility of another vote slip? I mean, what's to stop this from being a repeat of the primary in 2022? I've absolutely talked to many of the other people who were in this race last time, and the majority of them are not running. And they aren't because I've been able to put together a coalition that I didn't have last time, you know, starting with Congresswoman Lawrence to include people like Alicia Bell and organized labor, things that we're going to be able to announce over the coming days and weeks of a coalition that is coming together to ensure that what happened last time never happens again. Because for the first time in 67 years, Detroit doesn't have a black member of Congress. And people are frustrated with that because they are not getting the representation that they deserve. People are not delivering on the issues that matter most. And that's why folks are coming together. Adam Ollier, you've run for office several times in various capacities. You've won some and you've lost some. Is it hard to come back and maybe take a second run or keep at it after a defeat? Well, I played football my entire life and I was a defensive back. And so they encourage us to have short memories because not only are you only as good as your last play, but that's the one that you have in front of you. 
And I have made my life about serving and service. And that's what I do, right? That's why I enlisted in the Army. That's why I signed up to be a volunteer firefighter. It's why I did relief work after Katrina. I want to be where there is the greatest opportunity to help people and do that. And that's what I've been able to do at the state level, working for veterans. And what I hope to be able to do in D.C. is we continue to go out and do that. This is about the work for me and the opportunity to deliver on the results. And so that's what I'm committed to doing. And to do that, you have to put your name on a ballot and you have to ask people to support you. And this time again, I'm going to ask them to look at my record and compare it to Sharif. And I think when they do that, they will say what I'm hearing when I'm out knocking doors, when I'm talking on the phone, when I'm at community events, that they don't see him and that they want to see me there. What do you think needs to be the primary focus for the winning candidate who holds this specific seat? Yeah, it's super easy. What we need to be focused on are the kind of things that matter to regular folks, right? Like I just left the UAW picket line. And what they're talking about is affordable housing, right? Like they're talking about being able to start a life and start a family. And all of that happens based on the wage that they get. They're out on the picket line every day and have been for almost a month because they are saying, hey, we need to make enough money to buy a house. We need to make enough money to send our kids to school. We need to make enough money to afford our health care, to have good health care. That's what whoever is elected from this district should be focused on. It is not what the congressman has been focused on. It's what I have spent my entire career working on and being prepared to deliver on. It's what I delivered on in the state legislature, and I'm committed to doing so in D.C. Sri Tanadar is in the headlines this week because of the stance that he took on what's going on right now between Gaza and Israel. I'm hearing what you're saying about the kind of kitchen table priorities that that can and do motivate voters in the 13th. But as we all know, the House does have a component of its work in foreign policy. What would your policy be on what's happening within within Gaza and Israel this month? Well, I- I think I start with, again, my service. I'm a captain in the Army. I'm a civil affairs officer. My job is literally, I literally signed up to go and take care of civilians, to get them out of the battle space. That's what we should be 100% focused on doing. It's what President Biden is talking about doing. It is the humanitarian corridor that needs to be open. It's doing that work to allow the IDF and the Israeli defenses to clear a terrorist group so that they can never again do what they did to their citizens. Uh, There's no question that as a nation, we should continue to categorically, uncategorically support Israel as a nation, as a friend, as an ally. And that means that we get rid of the terrorist group Hamas, who has invaded, who has kidnapped, who has done all kinds of terrible things. But we also have to do what's right by the Palestinian people and take care of them and do everything we can to help ensure that they are not and continue to not be in front of and in between as Hamas continues to try and use them as human shields. We know that they're doing that and we've got to do everything we can to help. And that's what President Biden has been doing. It's what he's talking about doing. And that's what I expect him to continue to talk about and move the needle on. Do you think you'd be able to square your views on this with those of constituents who, while they may or may not support Hamas, really oppose the 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 way that the narrative has been shifted to Hamas's actions versus toward what they feel is an unlawful occupation of Gaza? I don't think there's I, I have not seen people who support Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. I, I think it's a miscategorization of folks who support Palestinian people and their human rights when they say that they're supporting Hamas. Like that's, I I hope that that's not the case, right? Like Hamas is a terrorist group. And so that should be completely off the table. 
there are lots of groups and there are lots of people who want better human rights for Palestinian people. I do as well. Right. That's this. I'm a black man in America. I want better human rights for black people in America. That does not mean that America doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that Israel doesn't exist. It means that we recognize that every country have have issues that we need to be working hard to address. And I think my past and my track record shows an ability to move the needle on that and understanding and developing empathy on this thing, because all of those issues are real and long term and have to happen. Today, we should be focused on ensuring that we have access to food and fuel, get it, and are safe, and that are no longer being used as human shields. And that Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, again, is not able to continue to do the things that they've been doing, shooting rockets, kidnapping children, kidnapping people, and waging war. Adam Ollier announced candidate for Michigan's 13th district in the Democratic primary next year. Adam, thank you for your time. Always a pleasure. And that's the Stateside Podcast. I'm April Baer. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganradio.org. Today's podcast was produced by Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our intern is Olivia Meradian. Our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music for our pods comes from Blue Dot Session and from Audio Network. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.